0: Yeah, it's the entire situation that Mary, Mary Jane is in at, um, back then was entirely bonkers. That's just my opinion. I think since I'm, I was, I've been American since birth, I haven't been really to any other countries that have different cultures than me so it could it yes it probably is most likely a religion thing but that I feel like that still shouldn't give you the right to govern what women wear and though it could be out of respect it's this is just an assumption from me I know I'm probably not the right person to talk about hardships and struggles but Hello, and welcome to the Talk Talker show. Today we are on our final part, and it's also our last episode, and we are talking about uh, Persepolis. I think this is our third podcast that we've made about this book, and we're just going to talk about the ending and how it made us feel. Uh, Persepolis is a story of a childhood by Mary Jane Stratke. I personally... Love how she conveys um, how she was feeling and how everybody else was kind of around her was kind of feeling at the time of the bombings, the just the public shaming and the riots. It was really, it was a really good kind of um, notion to the fact that, and through the eyes of a girl in the middle of the, uh, the, I ran, the war in Iran.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the book was really interesting, especially towards the ending, where, like, she kind of starts growing up and... And goes through like a ton more stuff. Like she realizes death, and and then in the end she moves away from her family, and we were left on a cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was an awful time for uh Mary Mary Jane. Like people were policing her. On how what she was supposed to wear and how she was supposed to wear it it was even her mother got ridicule for just being out on the town. They called her really mean things and they said that she should cover up because she's just asking to be sexually assaulted which I find horrible on the men's part like we we can control what we wear, and you can control your urges. That's, and it still kind of happens today with dress codes, because people of higher standing, such as the principal, find that we can't wear, girls can't wear a tank top, sorry, but, and because they think that we are over-sexualizing ourselves. Which are not. We're just hot, <laughs> but that's that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, and also how um, it affected her mother for like a few days, um, like that incident, like really stuck with her, and like imagine like women that have been like sexually assaulted, like. It's just so terrible and so wrong on many levels. I
3: think, sorry, I think um, mainly because, like, Iran suddenly, slowly started to turn into, like, an Islamic country, and in Islam, the religion, it's really strict for women to cover themselves. Like, it's, like, if you see any Woman, you're gonna see them like fully covered, it's like a huge part of the religion. But I definitely think, like, judging and being scared to go out wearing a shirt or not a veil or in a job, it's like super scary, especially in the Middle East and um, in Iran in that time because it was like really strict.
1: I agree with you, I'm really grateful for the life I have and like how I don't have to go through that. And I remember the mother, like, even after she, like, kind of got, she didn't really actually go over. Like, I remember she got her passport, and then she was complaining about, like, oh, you can't even see my hair because she was wearing a veil. And she was, like, you can't even, like, tell that that's me. And she just strongly opposes veils and, like, other restrictions. And also the punishments are really, like, severe and, like, really bad they don't even tell your family if you get like captured or anything and i just feel really bad for everyone during those times
3: yeah i was slowly starting to turn into like a really strict country with like really strict rules and if you don't follow them you're gonna get captured or beaten or even killed and see some of the rules were like you can't even wear um i think denim jacket uh jackets were banned and I think the main character also got almost arrested for it. So there are some rules that are super strict, but also hard to form. Technically, they weren't rules. It was
0: just what people believed. And they were kind of like the fashion police, in a way. Like, they, you should wear this, this, and this, and cover yeah. up your hair, or else you are going to, like, you're just going to completely... How do I say this? You're not going to like the outcome if you don't wear your veil properly, which I think is a scare tactic for, um, for them. They say... You need to wear proper clothing or else you're this is going to happen to you or your family and that's how they get people to submit to what they want each other to wear like how you act and how you
3: live your life um who yeah who these like um sort of these kinds of, like, quote-unquote rules. Ooh, do you guys know? And I think I forgot. Um, uh,
1: it wasn't really, like, it was mostly women that got ridiculed for, like, wearing certain things. But, like, for men, um, they had to, they I don't think they can cut their hair, so they had to, like, have beards and, like, really long hair, I think. And if they cut it, they'll be, like, Discriminated against, I think. And, but it wasn't as bad as women, because women had like to cover up everything.
3: Yeah. Um, before that it was pretty chill, but after, I think something. What? Who invaded Iran? I'm, I i do not know, I keep forgetting it. Like how this all started to form. Who took over? Does anyone know? It was the it fundamentalists. Was... The
0: fundamentalists, uh, from a quote from our grandmother. On page seventy nine, they only anna- they only officially announced it, but two days ago, but it r- really isn't been a month. The Iranian fundamentalists try to stir up their Iraqi allies against Saddam. He's been waiting for the chance. He's always wanted to invade Iran. And here's the pretext. It's the second Arab invasion. So this person was trying to invade Iran. Uh, Mostly the fundamentalists who are also the ones who are ridiculing um, the modern woman, uh, as stated in this book, to be... um, Like, they're the ones using the scare tactics to force people into submission. Also, um, I was shocked. On the same page as where her mom was being ridiculed and being called these nasty names, on the news uh, they were saying that um, to protect women um, all the potential rapists they decreed that wearing the veil was obligatory because woman hair emanates rain rays that quote unquote excite men. That's why they should cover their hair. I think that is the most stupidest thing like they could ever say. Hair? Really, you're gonna be attracted by hair. Come on then. Um, I see
1: where you're coming from, but I also understand like if it's part of the religion and everything, but I feel like they've just taken it a little bit too far. Um, especially where like if you don't wear it then like like I think you said before they were waiting to be sexually assaulted and all of that. And then there was a character, Mondana. Um, she was a communist and like she got founded and captured. And then she got um sexually assaulted before she was executed. She was also really young too. I think she was like eighteen.
2: And, and also, also, um, isn't like dying a virgin like um against their like religion or something, and that's why they did it. Um,
1: yeah, they can't kill virgins
2: and um also to add like in school how um they were taught to like hit themselves or like beat themselves i guess as like wait do you guys know like why it was like significant because it says like hitting yourself is one of the country's uh, rituals and during certain religious ceremonies some people like beat themselves brutally do you guys know, like, why, like, who started that? Or was it just, like, taught in school?
0: They said it was to mourn the war dead. If They, like, would put on funeral marches. And they had to repeatedly beat their chest. So, I don't, it was more supposed to be out of respect than ever, re- anything. Um,
1: I think it's called Tat Beer, and it's just like, it's a ceremony that like, on Google it says, um, a ceremony that calls for self-aggregation and consequent bloodshedding, at the ceremony mourners strike themselves with daggers, blades in their head, and other parts of their body, which is really extreme, and I guess overall, it's just part of the religion, it's just one of their mourning ceremonies.
0: Yeah, just like we have a funeral procession, it's more out of respect than ever than anything. Yeah, it's just really extreme
1: though. Like, uh, I would, I don't think I could ever like do that, even to like mourn someone. I'll probably just like cry a lot and stuff. But I don't think I would want to like hit myself or like stab myself or anything. It's just
0: it's extreme. Just extreme. Yeah, um, they were doing this to people that they don't even know, which is crazy to think about. Would you like to be obligated to mourn the people that have lost their lives that you don't even know? I do think it is out of respect, but beating yourself, I think that's a bit extreme.
2: yeah Yeah, i I agree agree. how um it was really true and and, and personally personally, i wouldn't wouldn't,
3: um um, be be myself myself.
2: for someone i don't know and also in the sense of like growing up how she um um after like the torture sessions in school, I guess that's what she called them. Um, no one took like the session seriously anymore, and they started like making fun of them. And also how they like disrespected the veil in front of like their teacher, and wore it like different ways and funny ways.
0: I mean as they should they should respect like the people who have died but you got to remember that these are what 10 11 year old girls they don't know any better they just want to have fun and that's what they they think fun is is they're trying to make things enjoyable for them because beating their beating their chest to a funeral possession that who put a funeral type of thing to people that they don't even know of course it would get old after a while and they wouldn't take it seriously because they're young they don't know any better
2: and um also like in a sense of growing up like the the key right like how it was symbolized how like if the boys were, like, told that they were going to war and they're, like, lucky enough to die, they, like, the key would get them to heaven. Um, I honestly think that it's just, like, um, you just promised, like, um, an afterlife, I guess. yeah and then uh so in the same chapter the key uh, at the end uh, on on page 102 it says the key to paradise was for poor people thousands of young kids promised a better life exploded on the minefields with keys around their necks mrs narcy's son managed to avoid that fate but lots of other kids from this neighborhood didn't So what do you guys think about, like, like, how the key symbolizes?
0: They were promising something that they might not ever get. And they were fake plastic keys, which is kind of, if you're going to give this person a key, I would at least make it metal out of, like your child is their child is going to war and at least give them that something that might be a, a little bit more worthwhile than a little plastic pe- key painted gold um, it really is sad that they were making kids set off bombs in minefields just for a questionable um, promise to um, to grant them into heaven yeah I completely agree with you
1: and even the author said it's enough to hypnotize them and just toss them into battle absolute carnage carnage and it's just really like they just brainwash the the young boys, and, like like what you guys said, promise them to something that isn't probably isn't real or like isn't really gonna happen, and then and then just give them false hope, I guess.
2: Yeah, the kids are really just. Uh brainwashed they don't know any better and uh, plastic keys are just like nothing it's just something that to tell them oh be all right go to war and it it won't and you'll go into heaven but it's really just um, a ploy to get them to go and uh, and they don't they can't guarantee anything so they're really wasting their lives for like the country that doesn't even care about them
0: definitely i totally agree with what you just said seth i definitely think that this country doesn't really care what happens to these kids they're just using them as uh, scrape goats to get a final result that might not be as pretty i think that's what wrap i think that would wrap up this last um, this last podcast does anything does anybody have anything to add before we sign off for the last time? Um, yeah. would you guys recommend this book to anyone else?
2: Oh yes, I would how it portrays like a bunch of different parts of like the war and how like of what they went through. And um, um also, growing up in that environment.
3: Um, I would definitely to um teens. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would recommend this to like youngsters, but just to see how other countries in the world are, because people just think like every country is just like America or just a little bit better. uh, Better, like America's a little bit better. But this is just, I wanna tell them like the harsh reality of some countries and how sad it is for people like our age. Yeah we are
0: very, in America, we are very privileged to have free will of, in like, rights to speech and what we wear. Like, we won't get, we won't get detained for something that we wear. Though we might get a few dirty looks, but those are just people hating and I would recommend this book uh, not to younger students but to people who want to learn a bit more about the war in Iran.
3: So. Um, so thank you
0: for listening to our podcast, The Talk Talker Show. Uh, this book is called Persepolis. You can find it really anywhere from Amazon to Barnes & Noble. I would recommend this book. It is by Mary, Mary Jane Estreppi. So thank this is our final episode. So, thank you so much for for you listening and yeah.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Thank you.